This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 2nd edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk a little mock draft stuff. Uh, Jonas and I did a little two-man alternate thing. Uh, check that out on rotorworld.com. Uh, I mistakenly put Rudy Gay on there twice. Uh, apparently, we had a typo in inputting the data, so I don't even know who it was. But anyways, my bad about that. But definitely check it out. Um, kind of cool. Very off the top of our heads kind of a thing. A lot of rolls of the dice and guys we want to plant our flag on and so on. Uh, Jamal Murray for the win. Uh, so we'll talk about a little bit about that tied into what I've been doing over the weekend. I did probably about, call it 12 mocks with some of you guys. Um, yeah, it was cool. So if you're listening you mocked with me, appreciate that. We'll be doing more. Maybe even tonight, Wednesday night, may do some then. Probably do some more during the day for you East Coast people. Sorry, I kind of just, um, I'm out on the West Coast, so I usually do them pretty late. So we'll try to mix in some earlier ones. Uh, hit me up if you're interested, and I'll try to drop you a line. Um, at Mike S. Gallagher. But yeah, um, so kind of the ESPN draft room's open, so if you want to do some mocks, hop in there. Probably have to bring some people in there because it's going to be tough to have a full room uh, for people that actually care. Um, so um, yeah, just like I said, it's, it's going to be tough. you got to make sure that you're not going in there just with all random people. I mean, a little bit of both is okay. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about ESPN. They're not quite ready yet. I know um, a lot of their guys are, are super cool. Tom Carpenter, J- McCormick, pull up, has he pull up Jimbo, as he likes to be known now, uh, and plenty of others. So, um, yeah, but they're they're probably a little tied up with football. I know a lot of their guys, they're asked to multitask and stuff. So they'll probably be turning the corner. And this is what they usually do. They usually wait uh, you know, until football rolls out until they really start tweaking stuff. So I don't mean to bash anybody, but it's pretty solid. Like up top, their rankings look really good, uh, except for a couple guys I disagree with. So um, we'll go through that. Um, but yeah, I just want to like talk about who I've been kind of been targeting and all that good stuff. So they have and they're eight cats. So keep that in mind. So Westbrook and Hard probably should be one and two. Um, I still think I like Cat at number one, um, just because. And we've seen this in the mocks. And the more I do it, the more it looks true. It's tough. If you don't get a big man in your first, second, or even third, or even two of your top four, if you're not big up top, you're going to be fishing. and You're going to have to reach later. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. And that's another reason why I like Cat so much. Not Never mind the durability. And, and I'm not worried about Jimmy Butler affecting him at all because he's so dominant across eight categories. And, you know, nine, really, if you're going to tie in. The, the turnovers, he's not too bad there. So for a guy that's you know going to go among the top five, six picks, he's going to be pretty much the best guy for turnovers. Kawhi is also in, in that conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong with eight cat. Um, Giannis, you can take one. Obviously, Harden, Westbrook, however you want to build your team. So not too much differences there. Uh, I, will, I never draft LeBron, and I love LeBron. Uh, I think LeBron's the best passer of all time. I think all sorts of stuff, but... Um, yeah, uh, I can't take him in the first round. There's just too much talent that I like. Um, I mean, 
at, to be number nine, there's there's so many guys. I'd I'd rather have Gobert, Jokic, uh, CP3, Jimmy Butler, any of the. And we could even go a little bit deeper, maybe even say Miles Turner, uh, who I think is probably of the top 25 players ESPN has in there, um, or even top. He's 32nd. Um, he that shouldn't be even an eight cat. I don't know how you put him past 25 or even 20. Uh, I, I love Miles Turner. His turnovers are going to go up this year, anyways, with more ball handling responsibility. He's going to be really, really active. Um, so yeah, I think he's probably the only main miss where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so besides him, but let's see other guys I thought that were a little low. Um, no one too many though. I mean, other than that, I mean, I thought Draymond was a shade low at 25, but ACAT, you kind of get that there. Uh, I think Kyle. I mean, and also point guards get a bump. So Kyle Lowry, 28, is pretty. Conservative. Uh, he's a guy that I usually wind up getting quite a bit. Uh, pretty much my, my main drafts have been, if I pick early, I usually wind up getting Kater Giannis. And then on the way back, I usually get Miles Turner. And then on the way out, uh, I'm pretty much looking at Bradley Beal, Lowry, and those guys. So, yeah, and, and picking on the back end, usually wind up with Gobert is one of them, and then a point guard, CP3, Wall, whatever. Um, I don't think that Curry's actually ranked eighth, which is just insane. Um, uh, it's just it just shows to show you. Like um, I've been doing some football mocks. Shout out to Rotor World Draft Guide. Definitely cop that. Uh, I did three mocks with the football guys. I'm, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm pretty big into football. And like picking first and second in football is everything. Uh, if you ha- if you get Le'Veon or David F and Johnson. You're ahead of the game. I mean, it's nice to get Antonio Brown as well. I mean, if you pick third, just take him. Fourth, you're looking at Julio. You know, your 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 picks are kind of made for you. And there's not as much strategy, right? You know, there's the no no RB and all that stuff. But generally, especially PPR, you know, you really want to make sure you have uh, a top heavy lineup, um, especially with those positions. That's why quarterbacks slide in a lot of expert ish kind of leagues. Even though quarterbacks score more, we all know the late round quarterback strategy. Um, but yeah, anyways, so back on track. The point I was making is it doesn't really matter too much where you pick. I, I always prefer to pick early, but especially in eight cat, if you pick top five, you're gonna get somebody really good. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely uh, a guy. Uh, you, you can go any which way. Yeah, you, you can say you could take Kawhi at three, and what are you gonna say? Oh yeah, what, don't I don't like Kawhi? What you saw Kawhi in the playoffs, right? <laughs> so, yeah, again, you can make a case, like I said, for anyone that high. Uh, other second-round guys I think that looked nice. Uh, I thought that Isaiah was a little high. I'm not ready to take Isaiah at 17 where ESPN has him. Uh, and I've said this before. I'm kind of off on Celtics. Just there's too loaded. We did, we've, we saw this with Golden State, but Golden State's brand of basketball is not the same as the Celtics. They're just so three-point dependent, pace is elite, Um they just get so many easy shots. Basically, all their players are dominant from field goal percentage. You know, maybe without Clay and those guys, but Durant was insane from field from the field. Curry's been usually good, especially two years ago when he won MVP. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm drafting any Celtics unless someone slides, which probably won't happen. Uh, other note of note, guys, Chris Stapps at thirty. That's slow. Uh, he'll he'll be rising, especially when the Melo trade rumors heat up. I thought I still like I always like Mike Conley. I think he's a, a late second, especially in in eight cat. Uh, I don't really like Paul George at twenty one. Um, I'd rather just take a point guard there. Uh, I thought CJ McCollum at twenty is a shade early. Um, so I mean, I'd rather have Chris Stapps. I'd rather have Miles Turner. All those guys. Okay, so we'll kind of jump around here. 
Um, they have probably their most surprising guy uh, in their top 50, which it was way too high for me. And that's Josip Nurkic. As great as he was in the handful of games last year, this guy's always hurt. We saw him have the regular season-ending injury. wasn't the same in the postseason. Can't take him at 36, especially when he's going to be bad at the, at the line. You know, he could be a double-double guy. He could have a good almost maybe two blocks if he's really on a roll, uh, especially with the way Portland is going to be a little bit thinner with Alan Crabb not playing on defense. So I, I can't justify Nurk, even top 50. And uh, beat at 31 is pretty much right on time. I thought that was a good ranking on, on them. Uh, Clay's a little early. Uh, Clay and Brad, they have Bradley Beal at 24. Uh, so props, that's pretty much where I have him too. Is you know right at that turn, uh, I think Beal's gonna have a monster season, uh, especially with pretty much their core back, Auto Porter being back, low usage guy and stuff. So, but that was cool. Um, let's see who else have I been targeting here. Um, it's kind of like their fifty rankings are a little bit weird. There's a lot of guys I won't touch. Like I won't touch Alfred Payne at forty nine, Schroeder at forty eight. I wouldn't touch him there. Uh, I thought Blake at 40 is interesting. I could see him going 30, but obviously risk there. Sounds like he's going to be ready for camp. Um, other than that, let's see who else did I wind up taking. I think Drew Holiday at 52 is... Uh, I probably can't do that. I probably actually would rather take Rubio. Um, Markel Fultz at 60 is is very, very aggressive. Uh, same with Dario. Dario at 61, just does, it's just not going to happen. Um, it's... Maybe even like 161. Uh, you may have to think about it. But um, yeah, just can't do it there. Uh, those were a little, that's way, way too aggressive as far as like Nurk. It's like the next tier, like Dario at 61. I love Dario, rookie of the year in my opinion last year. But just can't do it right now. Can't, can't do it. Singletary style. Uh, let's see. Lou Williams at 66 was high. Um, he's, Jonas and I drafted and we let him slip. I think we kind of had an oversight there. But he should be good, man. I mean, we saw him put up pretty much early round value on the Lakers before he got traded to Houston. And he did have those couple big games. What, 10 threes in a game once? So he was fine. Um, Jabari at 69. You just can't take Jabari at 69. As nice as that would be. Uh, he's going to be out for pretty much the whole season. Uh, he won't be really rolling until the playoffs. And he's going to come back. He's quote-unquote ahead of schedule. We all know what that means. Uh, Zach Levine, same thing. 67. Can't take him there. Um, the Bulls are going to be bad. They're going to be careful. He's another guy who's way ahead of schedule, apparently. But he won't be there when the season starts, according to, I think, Casey Johnson of the Chicago Tribune, who's probably like, my number one go-to beat reporter. also want to shout out uh, Chris Vivlamore for the Hawks. If you guys read his stuff, he's awesome. But he's not doing it anymore. Um, he's going to be an editor, so we will definitely miss his coverage. So yeah, I, just want, I love giving the beat writers shout outs, man. They're, there's, they're, I can't do my job without them, basically. So uh, they're, they're the best. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Gorgie Jang at 53, I can't take him uh, with the Taj Gibson thing. Um, Carmelo at 44 is pretty much spot on. I think I, he'll probably be falling a lot. People are probably more concerned about him being impact, impacted negatively. That's okay. Like we said, volume isn't necessarily king, especially in nine cat. If he can make more threes, hand out more assists, and a better offense overall, you're gonna like what you get out of Melo. Especially uh, if he's on another team, he won't be a shutdown risk. So that that's good. I mean, if he goes to Houston, he's probably gonna be a late fourth. So that's right on time. Um, let's see. Other than that, 
I mean, there's... Okay, so I guess Marquise Chris, I thought at 679 is way too late. Uh, I have probably about 20 spots, maybe even 30 spots higher. I think he's going to be an awesome player. We've seen what the, the Suns are going to do with resting their guys. So I'm all about Marquise Chris. And then there's there's the two guys that are just way too low. And that's my boy. My two boys. Um, Jamal Murray's at 147. That's just not going to happen. Um, I have him pretty much 47. Um, so I really like McConnell. And then our boy DSJ, he's also really far down there. Where is he again? He's at 129. Again, that's pretty much 80 spots too low. Uh, he won't go past 65 in any decent league, I don't think. Uh, just massive opportunities for those two guys and Jamal being in top five pace, probably top three offensive rating. This team's just going to be insane. They did lose their assistant coach who's in, on the Pelicans. And I should shout out to Adam Mars, uh, uh, covers the Nuggets. Uh, he had a good point, too, about the Pelicans hiring away that assistant coach. And maybe they could use Ian Clark and some off-ball strategies that the Nuggets really have that's such a prevalent part of their offense. So the Pelicans had a pretty solid offseason. I'm not really a fan of Rajon Rondo and taking the ball away from Drew Holiday if you paid him all that dough. But we're used to them seeing seeing them overpay for guys. Ajinsa, Omer, all these guys are just way overpaid, and they haven't really had a good signing in a while. I mean, as much as I like Quincy Pondexter, he can't stay on the court. Someone to watch, by the way, especially with the new offense they're going to run. Um, but yeah, um, so th- I mean, those two guys are just are just way, 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 way too low. Um, DSJ and Jamal Murray. Um, other guys, there's so many. I mean, Aaron Gordon at 134 is way too low. Uh, who else? Seth Curry, 128 is a little low. Uh, who else? Rodney Hood at 118. Gamble Fest, but he's worth it, man. Uh, he's basically like Blake, a wing version of Blake. A guy that just has a star's gone. Going to have more playmaking. We've seen Rodney Hood's a plus ball handler in PNR. So, love that. Uh, Nerwin's Noel's a little low, even though he's not signed. He should be with Dallas, and he should be effective. I mean, even if he only gets... We've seen Noel. He only needs 20 minutes to produce. All right, let's spend some time on the column I wrote, um, just going over the picks and stuff. It's the second half, so picks 85 and on. We go to 180. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot. 15 rounds, and pretty much off your own guy. Uh, it's it's tough to, to really pinpoint... Um, your own guys, and it was it was a fun thing. I've never really done it before, but I liked it. So, anyways, I guess we'll just kind of go through this really fast. Um, I think Thaddeus Young could be huge. Um, the cup, the years with the Nets when they were hurt and just didn't have depth. Those that was Thad's best year, his best rebounding year. He was pretty much a double double guy every night. Um, he's added a little bit of range. He's always pretty good with steals. The Pacers are going to play it a little bit faster, a little sloppier. Obviously, Paul George is gone. Darren Collison's not a big, high-volume guy either. So just big, big opportunity for him. If you punt and you take DJ or Drummond or Capella or Dwight or even LeBron, um, going LeBron and then punting is the way to go. Um, I think I think if you draft LeBron, that's the way to go, especially in head-to-head and especially if it's in a competitive league where you know people don't like to punt. Um, we've seen I've seen so many teams stack up beautifully. Um, the old hinky zig when everyone else's eggs, right? So if, if that's the case, you could probably take Thad in like the fifth or sixth, depending on how you feel. If you feel like you can get him later, sure, wait. But Thad's a, a big winner. 
Uh, Marvin Williams, I always talk about him. Uh, so, so bad to start his career fantasy-wise. Was really bad to start the year, too. He was cut in a lot of leagues, and he was just insane. There was some, The injuries helped him. Zeller, among other guys. Kaminsky, I heard a little bit. All, all their front-court injuries. Um, yeah, and, and same with MKG. He's another guy who slid. And we've seen MKG, he's known as a great defender, but fantasy-wise, he never really put up defensive stats until last year. So... Um, I don't think he's going to be a threat with Malik Monk or, or Batum sliding over and all that. So he should be all set, man. And I got him at 111, and I probably we probably slept on him. Um, so I thought that was a really good pickup. Uh, other of note, guys, uh, like I said, Rodney Hood at 89. Um, you probably go earlier. It's just the risk factor. Um, you know, I always say once you get in the second half of your draft, risk take the take the ceiling guys over the high floor guys. Although Dan, both Jonas and I have a similar mentality on that, so you do have you can't go over a guy like a guy has a one percent chance to break out, and you know versus a guy who has like a fifty percent chance to be top one hundred, you probably got to take that top one hundred guy. Uh, yeah, it's just and it's all about team fit. Like if you roll the dice ten times in a row, then be safe a couple picks, uh, mitigate your risk a little bit. Uh, Jonas took Marcus Smart at ninety two, thought that was interesting. I don't know. I think you can get him later. I was he wasn't on my radar. He even said he was going to be. I was going to be surprised. Uh, he stole Darren Collison in '94. Thought that was a really good value pick. Again, value to be had all up and down the Pacers. Uh, I'll be drafting pretty much any of those th- three Pacers right there. Uh, even Bohan, I drafted him in this thing. Uh, Pat Beverly, basically Darren Collison, West. You know, just opportunity, new team. Should get a pretty good amount of assists with Blake and DJ and all those guys. Um, Evan Fournier is Mr. High Floor. Um, just He's just fine. Let's see. Who else? Uh, moving down. I took Boban at 98. Um, him and Rashawn Holmes are kind of similar. Obviously, the upside's a little higher with Holmes, which is why he went a little bit higher. What, 76, I think, in the first half, was it? He went... Yeah, 76. Perfect. 76ers. So... Um, but yeah, Boban, we know we saw him last season and the last week and a half where he just went off. He made he made your DFS nut like in ten minutes. <laughs> he's just so good and he's so fun to watch, right? Um, we Steve loves the fun to watch and fun to own. Uh, anyways, uh, not too much else uh, besides that in uh, this next round. I think Kent Bazemore, the Hawks too. The Hawks are another team that there's a lot of value. Paul Millsap coming out opens up a lot of things. They're so thin up front, especially with Dwight who's gone. Um, they're going to have some major issues. They just cut Diamond Stone, so I don't I don't know if they're going to put Collins at the five. He's doesn't he's not a five man, but they're going to run some interesting lineups out there. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, I took Dejounte Murray at one fifteen. Man, nah, I mean it's probably about where you should go. He could have. A, Big start, discouraging summer league. Um, but yeah, uh, Reggie Jackson at 109. You really can't do much better as far as um, a guy who was pretty good two and a half seasons ago. Uh, Brandon Anger at 112 is a, a nice pick. I thought that was a good one. Um, Derek Fa- Derek Favors, another really good pick from Jonas. I thought he, he's, again, opportunity. You, you love seeing guys lose their teammates fantasy wise and then have them have a higher ceiling so favors as bad as his knee was we've seen the i was playing on one leg tweets and so on 
But again, this guy is two years removed from being really a top 50 guy. And we've seen him go on month stretches where he's top 12. So he still has the game. Um, I think his minutes are going to be down because of what he did. So his ceiling's probably top 30. But that's still good, man. Uh, I took J-Mike. Uh, J-Mike was really good when Zebo was out last year. So that's the reasoning there. Um, still not signed yet. So hopefully he gets picked up. Let's see here. Um, moving on... Nothing really too crazy. Um, Jonas took Donovan Mitchell a little earlier than I thought at 121. Um, but this is a, we're taking a lot of rookies here. I took Jared Allen a little, 12 picks later, or 11 picks later. Big, big opportunity. Block specialist. This is a team that was punting. So, um, who else? Okay, so Allen Crabb went 139. If you heard the pod last week, both Ryan and I love Crabb. Uh, I think he's probably like 90 um, I just love the Nets. I, I think they're going to be, they were first in pace last year. They're very, like we said, very spot-up dependent. And that's Alan Crabb's game. So perfect landing spot for him. And I, I'll take a guy landing in a perfect spot all day. Sounds like he's going to start too. So you're looking at 29 minutes, upping his 14.9-ish usage rate, whatever it was. They're probably closer to 18, 19, 20. Again, in that amount of time, that system, you're looking nice. I mean, he's going to be good for probably 1.3, 1.4 steals. Should be really good. <sighs> what else? Um, yeah, rookies, they're going to go. I took Ian Clark at 150 because I was hoping he would go to the Knicks or somebody like that. But Pelican's obviously not a great spot there. Um, Rajon Rondo's there. Of course, Drew Holiday, they're going to stagger those guys. So I don't think Clark's going to play. He can't guard twos. So he's pretty in a tight spot, pretty bad landing spot for him, just basically depth. Surprised he got didn't get more than he got. Uh, I thought he played pretty well when asked to call when he was called upon. Um, we've seen him destroy the Blazers. Uh, he, he owns the Blazers. Had uh, I think two or three monster games against them. Yeah, I mean, just check it out. You can kind of see where we're at. Um, there's really nothing too crazy. Yeah, just check it out. Um, I think we're going to get out of here on that. Do a super quick pod. Yeah, we'll probably do some more mocks. Maybe even do like a live mock or something. I don't know. We'll, we're running out of ideas um, in the down season. We're working on the draft guide. Uh, we're definitely in the slow part of the season. Uh, I do want to mention baseball last night. If you watch baseball on Tuesday night, you're probably pretty happy. Uh, that I mean, there were so many. The catch of the year with Austin Jackson. Not the catch of all, best catch of all time. That goes to Gary Matthews Jr., in my opinion. Uh, if you've seen that, check it out. Uh, climbs a wall, perfect timing. It's my favorite catch of all time. Anyways, yeah, I mean, there were really good games. A couple rookie baseball players got called up yesterday for their debuts. Ozzy Albies on the Braves. And, of course, Ahmed Rosario. Let's go Mets. I'm a big Mets fan. So, yeah, football, mock season. Uh, I'm ready to go. Apparently, Ty Montgomery... Jamison Crowder and uh, who else is getting love? Mike Gillisley. I mean, these guys are, are going higher than I thought in drafts. Uh, Tyreek Hill. I've, I have Tyreek Hill in every mock I've ever done. Love that guy as bad as Alex Smith is. So, yeah, um, we've got plenty going on. Again, I have to shout out the Rotor World Draft Guide for football. There's probably like seven or eight mocks in there. We're going to have probably about the same for our basketball draft. They have breaking down the rankings. A lot of great stuff. And then Evan Silva's fantasy previews for all 32 teams like if you haven't been paying attention to football if you're a basketball guy baseball guy or you just don't pay attention for because of life 
check it out. It'll catch you up real fast. You'll be ready to go. Um, so yeah, it's 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 worth it, man. I mean, if you're gonna spend 200, 300 bucks on your fantasy leagues or whatever you do, or even if you don't, even if you just like to win, uh, it's a worth it's a worthy investment. So yeah, we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next time. And check me out for mocks. I'm not sure when, but we'll be doing them for sure. So catch you next time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.